about 7 o'clock. Robbie and Rochelle in the morning. 1071 The Boss. Where the 40th anniversary zoo reunion spectacular commences next. Hi, I'm Scott Shannon, professional radio disc jockey and head pronouncicator on the Z100 Morning Zoo. Ever since I was a baby DJ, I had a goal and a special dream. To work at the number one radio station in America's number one radio market. And on August the 2nd, 1983, that dream began to come true. It's eight minutes after 6 a.m., August the 2nd, 1983. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, radio station WHTZ signs on the air. WHTZ is owned and operated by Malwright Communications and broadcast at a frequency of 100.3 megahertz. Signing on the air, this is WHTZ. Gentlemen, you're about to take a trip into the past. We're going back to 1983. When a little baby radio station had nothing to lose. They signed it on. A little bit after 6 a.m. on August the 2nd. Yet we know it's not August the 2nd. But we can celebrate if we want. My name is Scott. I am the DJ on duty. Proud to be here on 1071 The Boss. Yeah. Rock on the Jersey Shore. We got a good crew this morning. I got my English leather on today. <laughs> of course, in celebration of the 80s. I don't have my members only jacket, which is what I used to wear. I thought I was so cool. And the, re and the cool thing about it was, Ross, there was a members only warehouse just down the street. Right. <laughs> from Z100. And when we found that out, we were, holy crap, well, they find out we're down the street, maybe they'll give us a free members-only jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and I wound up with one of every color. Wow. <laughs> the only problem is I couldn't figure out when the coolness of the members-only jacket, you know, <laughs> left us. So I actually had to wear it past the, <laughs> past the cool stage. Anyway, we're happy to be here on the Robbie and Rochelle show. I got my friend Ross Britton here, who is just about an original member. Ross Britton, everybody. Yes. Thank you. Ross, I'm thinking, was it 10 days after we signed on when I found you? Yeah, because uh, I wasn't there. I was working at uh, ABC, and then um, I left, or they fired me. The roof me. fell on your head, remember? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so I was available immediately. <laughs> I do. <laughs> He was day. available immediately, and he, he thought he thought he was going to do the afternoon show. So I said, you got any headphones? Yeah, I got some headphones. So he came by, and uh, I said, you're going to do the morning show. What? I said, that's what you are, Ross. Well, I knew Ross from uh, Atlanta. We were uh, we were uh, we were on, on at the same stations. time at different stations. Yeah, I was at Win ninety seven, and you were at Quixie. There was one difference back then. Yeah, we had a lot of listeners. And, uh, but, you, hey. but you had a lot of potential. Yeah, okay, That's that was it. And I said, this guy would be really good. Scott and, uh, and he came over, and the rest is history. And it was the uh, Z Morning Zoo. Well, you know, because uh, it was kind of weird, too, because I was getting just butchered 
in the uh, local newspapers and all the other radio stations, they didn't seem they didn't seem too thrilled to have a new station on in New York. George Maxson, right? Oh yeah, remember that guy? He didn't like me. He didn't like Ross. <laughs> he didn't like a toilet flush we had. Remember, we used to flush. Yep. What we did mm. was we had uh, people called in and we'd say, "Well, uh, you're a new listener. What station did you flush?" And they would say, you know, whatever station it was, and we'd give the big flush to them. Flush them down the crapper. <laughs> and it worked out pretty well. <laughs> and, uh, it worked pretty, out all right. Pretty soon, the same guy in the Daily News, George Maxian, had to write a whole story about how we went to number one. And uh, it was, a, it was a, a humbling time to be able to do what happened. And when we first started out, nobody except the people in the building really believed that we could be successful. It was strange. Remember that, Ross? Yeah. People, they went, where, where are you working, Ross? <laughs> oh, I'm working in Secaucus. <laughs> oh, you're doing a Jersey show? No, not exactly. Uh, because we used to say that, you know, at that time, back in the 80s, people may not remember this, but the cabs in New York City wouldn't go to New Jersey. No. Hmm. That's how, that whole Madonna story, which I'll tell you later, she couldn't get over there. Cab wouldn't take her. She was not, she was not really the Madonna yet. She was no. just another kid trying to be a star. And uh, she wanted to come by and get her. She thought, since the discos were playing her songs, she thought they, she should be on the radio. Right. Sure. And uh, that went down. But when we first started Z100, I think we had something like 22 employees. And these days, there's over 100 people connected with that radio station. Oh. Just that station, not the other stations over there. <laughs> So we were a pretty tight family, if you recall, Ross. Oh yeah. What 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 were your thoughts when you came in the door over there and you saw what we were doing? Well, when I went to Secaucus, uh, that was that was a trip he in itself. It out. You notice that? What the Secaucus? <laughs> but that must have you were coming from WABC, working in the big building in New York City. Yeah. That must have been crazy, right? Go yeah. to the Meadowlands, and there was yeah you. We had to go in through the basement and then take the elevator up to one of the floors. Whereas, you know, ABC and, and the whole thing had the network and all that stuff. Now, and this you was had just two receptionists. Yeah. You used and, to say that we don't even have a receptionist. I have two of them at WABC. And uh, it, was, it was such a small station that there was only one control room. And I don't think you'd finished the, uh, the other production room yet. No, the funny thing about it is, we when we first started, we only had one microphone, and our production director, God bless his soul, J.R. Nelson, would come in and he would help me with the show. It was just me and him before I found Ross, and he would have to get a little uh, a, a, a screw job, a mount, and the production room microphone could come off and go into the actual studio, and he would have to bring his own microphone to be on the show. Later, he lost that microphone because when Ross came, he couldn't he couldn't record anything until Ross got off. Then he would take his microphone back in the other room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a portable. So, anyway, that was a, it was a very special time. We'll go through some of the people who also were there. We'll talk to Claire this morning, who was a school teacher when we found her. The, the, the thing that I wanted to do, there were a lot of people who had been in radio in New York. 
and they weren't working or they were a, a club jock or everybody like KTU and I used to get you know we were working out of a hotel when we were planning the thing the uh, what was that the Hilton the Meadowlands Hilton yeah, yeah. and there's a we had a straw basket sitting on the on the uh, counter where people checked in and that's that's where people wanted to come and drop off a tape of their show but most of the tapes I got were from nightclubs <laughs> they thought we were going to do a station like KTU oh, it's a new radio station <laughs> And they would drop off their air checks there. And they they were good club jocks, but they weren't like trained radio people. Huh. And there were a lot of other, uh, you know, pretty good talent uh, guys and ladies who uh, were in New York and they had experience. They thought, well, they're going to want me on there. But I didn't want the same old people. I wanted fresh voices that New York had never heard. Except for Ross, we brought Ross. <laughs> Except for Ross, yeah. I need, I need, I need to find. I need to have somebody that knew how to say the, the Bronx instead of the Queen. Yeah. You know? And also play the I drum never kit. Lived here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was multi-talented, folks. <laughs> and edited everything on the tape recorders. It's pretty hard when you when you walk into a radio station these days to think about the same outfit that we had back then. Yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't get anybody to sell the radio salesman. Remember that we had all kind. We had a weird bunch. Couldn't you know because <laughs> well. nobody wanted to. It, at that time, New York radio stations would frown down upon someone in New Jersey. That's the way it was. Yeah. Joe, I don't know. That anything's changed. They yeah. still look down on us here in Jersey. Yeah, they still really look right? down in Jersey all <laughs> the time. If Ross had any other job he could have gone to, he would have chosen that one instead of being <laughs> 100. He did not that. want to go to New Jersey. Yeah. He See, did caucus. not want to go. Scott, uh, in your movie, uh, Worst to First, the story of Z100, I love the story that your wife, Chris, tells that you land. He came from Tampa, Florida. They land at the airport, and they're driving in the cab to the hotel, and he sees the skyline out the window. He goes, holy crap, Trish, I'm going to be on the air in New York. And she goes, that's Newark, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. That's a great story. <laughs> Welcome to Jersey. That's a true story. That's honest again. Well, what happened was we came in on a July 4th weekend, and you know what New York's like on July 4th. Nobody around. Yeah. If anybody can get the hell out of town, mm -hmm. gets out. And so there were no rental cars left. I got some piece of crap with the wheels wobbling. I'm going down. I'm driving in, and I'm doing my best to keep the car on the road. It was the only car they had left. And I'm looking. I said, holy crap, look at that skyline. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, I don't know if I can do this. And she, I said, that's New York. I'll be broadcasting to that place. She said, no, you're not. That's not New York. That's New Jersey. It's Newark. <laughs> that's such a great story. I love it. It really oh, where's is. The other, where's the other place at? She said, to your right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the right. And then I almost passed out. I oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. yeah, it was so funny. It was, it was a it was a weird time, and radio was different then. It, you know, like the king of the whole dial was Don Imus on sixty six WNBC. Yeah, and he had a. I think Jim Kerr was working somewhere. Was that was that was he at a country station? No, he was at the Wimp. He was at PLJ. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, they didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> Those people didn't like me much. Did was that the Larry Booger? And poor, poor Ross. See, he knew everybody in radio, 
and they would say, why is that man, that new guy, saying those things about the other station? Yeah. <laughs> well, I worked, uh, I worked at ABC, WABC, right. and then they switched format to talk, and uh, WABC was twin station with WPLJ, which is where Jim Kerr was and everything. And uh, so every, I knew everybody at both stations. Yeah. And that was kind of a weird position to be in to go across the street to this brand new uh, station with uh, a guy named Scott Shannon. Well, it was across the water, I think, not across the yeah. street. Yeah. <laughs> you had to go to the swamp. Well, people, and people, uh, they never, you know, the, back then, it's weird because you know, I heard I was from Florida, and they'd say, and people thought Florida was a city. And they'd go, do, you, do you know Juan Diego? And I said, Where's Juan lives? He's in Florida. He lives in Florida, some (laughs) Miami, I think. No, I was in Tampa. But they, a a lot of people in New York thought it was like one big place, one city. (laughs) Whoops! They would say that, and it was it was very uh, unusual because I never, like I said, I never lived here. And uh, and didn't know much about. I visited a couple of times because I used to work with Kiss, and I had to come into the city. But I stayed in a hotel. That's a lot different from living here and driving around. Sure. And as years went by, and uh, you know, I really considered myself a New Yorker because I, after a while, you you, you fall in love with the place. You know, yeah. you look at all the great things and the great people who live in New York City and the surrounding area who come to work. Many of them used to come to work in the city. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly seven seventeen. We're just getting going. This isn't going to be the whole deal, folks. I'm going to tell you some good stories, and we got a lot of clips from days gone by. We'll take a quick break and be right back on 107.1 The Boss. Good evening, sir, and uh, welcome to the David Lee Roth Diner. Uh, what are you going to be having for dinner tonight, sir? An excellent choice, sir. Now, would you like the uh, Bozy Bop with that, sir? Bozy Bozy Bop. Ah, I see. It's the Bozy Bozy Bop. So that's one order of Hamala Babela Zebula Bobala, Hamala Babela Zebula Bop with one order of Bozy Bozy Bop. Now, would you like anything to drink, sir? City Bop. All right. Now, if you order the Baked Bozy Bop, the Ziti Bop is only 79 cents. Would you be interested in changing your order now? Hamala Babela Zebula Bobala, Hamala Babela Zebula Bozy Bozy Bop. City Bob. All right, then, sir. That'll be one order of Hamala Babel Azibala Bobala, Hamala Babel Azibala Bop with a side order of Bozy Bozy Bop and an extra large Ziti Bop. Ordering one burger, a fries, and a large soda. All right, sir. That'll be three eighty-five. dollars uh, Will that be to stay or to go? That's to go. The David Lee Roth Diner for the best Hamala Babel Azibala Bobala, Hamala Babel Azibala Bop you've ever tasted. The Morning Zoo reunion is on. I'm, I'm shocked and I'm surprised and aroused. 1071 The Boss. Scott Shannon is back. For the extra large and turbocharged original Z Morning Zoo, Claire Stevens, Jonathan E. Bell, MTV guy Adam Curry, Coach Mike, sold by the number 100. Ross, the boss, retained. And the Ram and Jammin' Michael Scott Shannon, the always dapper radio rapper, the Joe Board, the Joy Tour, the daddy of the radio. We are on the air everywhere, broadcasting live around the world on the electrifying Mojo Funk Intercontinental Boogie the Rock and Roll Radio Network. And remember, if I'm lying, I'm dying. And grits ain't groceries, eggs ain't poultry. And uh, Mona Lisa was a man. This is the Morning Zoo Reunion Spectacular on 1071 The Boss. They're locked in on 1071 talking about The Boss. Rocking the Jersey Shore. It's the Z Morning Zoo Reunion. 
but we still have nice things to win. Coming up at 7.40 this morning, a Mr. Leonard Brain Buster for tickets to see the Eagles in concert Ooh. in September in Newark, right here on The Boss. Scott Shannon is back. You're listening to Scott Shannon hipping and hopping around the, 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 hopping around the Z Morning Zoo. This is the Morning Zoo Reunion Spectacular on 1071 The Boss. Wow. Bringing back some memories that I haven't thought about in a while. It is the 40th reunion, and it actually is next week. But we thought we'd do it on a Friday. A little more fun that way. Yeah. I'm Scott. We got Ross Britton here this morning. Hi. And we also have Claire Stevens, who was a member of the zoo early on. Morning, yeah. Claire. Good morning, guys. Wow, what memories. Woo, the music and the and the stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> Playing all the, uh, the music that was popular during 83 and yep. into 84. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. I was thinking about this. Back then, radio stations, morning shows, didn't do interviews with celebrities. They didn't come by the station. I don't know why it just wasn't the case. And I was thinking at that time, well, with the opportunity of being in a great city like, you know, like New York, there's plenty of people who live here, number one. There's plenty of people who come here to perform. Number two, why don't we put them on the radio? Well, that was a good idea, but it wasn't very, it wasn't practical because these people, oh, they came to see New York. They didn't come to see Secaucus. So (laughs) it was a a little bit of a, uh, it took a while for us to, get some people to take a trip over to Secaucus because that's like, you know, to to a lot of people, that's like going to Boston or from the city. Yeah, Midwest somewhere. And and I was in my office kind of complaining. I can't get anybody to come to Secaucus. I can't get a guest. And there was a little guy who worked. He was an intern at that time at the radio station. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mr. Shannon, I can get you a guest. And I said, you can? <laughs> what was that? i got to think of his name. It'll William Brown Staney. William. And I said, well, who do you know? He said, I could get Tony Orlando on the show. <laughs> and I said, well, how do, you know, how do you know Tony Orlando? This is a shy kid, right? How do you know oh, Tony yeah. Orlando? He said, because I work, I volunteer for the MD Telethon, and I know him. He likes me. And I said, okay, okay. So, so I'm going like this. All right, kid, good. I'll get, get, give me Tony Orlando. And sure enough. Here comes Tony Orlando to Secaucus. He was our very first guest. Now, Claire, you had a lot of favorites, including Neil Diamond when he came by. Oh, I had a good time because I got to do an in-store appearance with him. And then we had lunch afterwards, and um, it was very special. And uh, I loved Rod. Stewart and who else do I especially love? Oh, James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy came by. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, All those. James Brown did a great job. Uh, Farrah Fawcett checked in. We had Cher uh, Stallone. Cher. I know. I knew Cher a long time. She was. Uh, 
She's always, she's so, I don't know, you, she comes off very tough and very mean. And then once you get past that, she's okay. But she, <laughs> I think she was in a good mood the, the day we had her. And Elton John, mm -hmm. he came yes, by a couple okay. of times. Yep. That's remember amazing. the day, Ross, remember the day that Wham came by? Wham, yes. George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. I just watched that. Uh, have you seen that, that documentary yet? No, yeah. yet. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really, it's not about George Michael. It's about the group Wham and how they started and got so big in England. And, and it begins with those two guys meeting in school. And it, it was kind of surprising to see the input and how responsible Andrew Ridgely was for that, that band getting off the road, getting off the ground. Yeah. They, did, they didn't yeah. go into the George Michael uh, uh, solo years, but that was good. And uh, Steve Perry, Sting came by. It was kind of fun, though. Didn't Madonna yeah, come by, too? Well, we never had her. Well, we had her on the air, but we had her on the air from Times Square. Remember right. that? Right. All right. Right. But, and, of course, I, John Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John came by a lot. And uh, we were like... The, we were like a second home for Duran Duran. We couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> and we had Journey also. Yeah. I had a couple of rough nights with those guys in the city. Ooh, they ran too hard for me. They were One night I remember I was being pushed in a grocery cart down the street. Oh my God. Until wow. the police officer saw us. Remember a little oh, Andy no. in that group? That was fun. Well, Claire, thank you so much for checking in this morning. Nice to hear your voice. Oh, this has been great, fellas. And uh, happy 40th anniversary. Thank you, Claire. It is 7.39 minutes away. We're going to be a little bit late with this. We got a Mr. Leonard brain buster for you. I guess I can do it. I guess I can do it right now. Yeah, by the way, Scott, I should mention, Mr. Leonard, uh, if he's not sicker than a dog today, should be checking in in about an hour or so live. <laughs> Obviously, you don't know him <laughs> as well as we know him. I'm sorry. We do have, give me a drum roll or something here. We got a good one for you, Ross. Right. I think Ross will understand, he'll understand this. Now hang on, I got the drum roll. You ready? Okay. Got a we, drum got a, roll. we got a professional operation here. here. Ross didn't bring his today. We have tickets to see the Eagles in concert at the Prue Center in Newark. It's going to be uh, in September, so you got time to pack and get ready to go and all that. But back in the day, Mr. Leonard very rarely came to work. Right. <laughs> But when he did one day, he had his own personal parking place. Somebody else was parked in his spot, and he went bonkers. Hmm. Remember that day? Oh, Ron? yeah. Who was parked in his slot? Mm. First mm. correct answer gets tickets to see the Eagles in concert. Here's the number for you. 732-774-4444. You know it. 732-774-4444. It's the 40th anniversary of the Z Morning Zoo on 1071 The Boss. <laughs>
Scott and Ross are on with Robbie and Rochelle. I remember when rock was new. And we didn't have morning zoo. Scott and Ross were not around. I had to listen to the geeks and their goofy sounds. Now I didn't know just where to go. Till I found my favorite morning show. While the wimps are wondering what to do. The Morning Zoo Reunion. 1071 The Boss. Morning 1071 The Boss. Hi. Hi, do you have an answer for us? Hulk Hogan. Is it Hulk Hogan, Ross? God. Yes, it is Hulk Hogan. Oh my <laughs> God. First caller. Look at that. Wow. I can't believe it. <laughs> Who is it? I bet I know him. What's your name? Jill. Jill, say hi to Scott Shannon and Ross Britton. Scott Shannon, I love you so much. I'm so excited to be winning this while you're on. This is awesome. What's your name? Jill. Jill? All right, Jill. Jill Wilson. Jill, where are you calling us from this morning? Red Bank. Beautiful. You want to let them know who is the Z Morning Zoo radio station? (laughs) Oh, 107.1 The Boss. Isn't that weird how that worked out? Yeah. Love it. Scott and Ross are on with Robbie and Rochelle. It's 6 o'clock. It happens next Tuesday, the 40th anniversary. That is the second, right? Yes. I thought it was. <laughs> so we're doing it just a little bit premature. Did you just have a, did I just catch a glimpse of a radio DJ floating around in there? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you might remember him, the, uh, the bleacher creature on the nighttime feature. Ladies and gentlemen, Kid Kelly in the house. Yeah. Oh, wow. no, Z Morning Zoo in the house. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He just happened to be in the neighborhood and stopped by. How is everybody in this room so alert at this time? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Well, your sister lives in uh, East Brunswick, and Scott, he heard all the news about the reunion. He said, listen, I'm in town. Can I come? I said, listen, as long as Scott's okay with it, you do whatever you want. So here he is. No, I don't want him in there. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even even want me in his new home state. He doesn't. (laughs) We are are neighbors down in Florida. I keep... Trying you know, to wait a sunny air. Yeah, <laughs> you're live. I keep trying to invite Scott because I know he's a. I believe he's a big golfer. Yeah, and I live on a golf course. Uh, most of Florida is on a golf course, but the one I live in is allegedly a nice one. Yeah. So I keep calling uh, because I hear people, uh, three, four different people. Uh, no, and said, I got to call that Kid Kelly guy. It's my Scott imitation. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, he does that. He he thinks he sounds just like me. <laughs> don't don't tell him, will you? So Please. I'm like, tri- so I call because Robbie had mentioned, a few other people have mentioned, Scott's trying to get in touch with you. I'll yeah. be like, okay, well, it wasn't for Scott. Uh, arguably, it wouldn't have been a Kid Kelly. Uh, so I'm like, sure, let me call. I, 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 so I call, and he doesn't return my phone call. No, I did return your <laughs> phone call. Then I hear somebody else saying, still, like, 
Well, Scott's looking for you. Yeah. So somebody else says it. I'm like, oh, no, come we, we, we call. So chat. I call him again. No call. He's very hyper, Scott. You want me to hose him down for you? <laughs> Calm him down yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. By the way, thanks to Jill from Red Bank. <laughs> she's going to go see the Eagles. And I don't know if you uh, mentioned this or not, but we lost one of the original Eagles this week. Yeah. Randy Meisner had that high voice. Yeah. Just a wonderful, wonderful guy and a great bass player. Passed away. What was he? 77, I believe. 77, correct. You know, as we go back to the original Z100, it was kind of funny because it uh, it started out just as a little tiny radio station hiding in a corner in uh, New Jersey, Secaucus. And, uh, and we had that uh, ID from the top of the Empire State Building. Mm. And that would infuriate uh, one particular program director over at uh, WPLJ. Larry Booger. <laughs> because he, well, you're not really, you're not really in New York. You're in Secaucus. They wanted to publicize that because they thought it would be a big negative, but it turns out nobody gave a rat's ass <laughs> where we were broadcasting from. So he even reported me to the FCC because we had our uh, our legal ID, and it would go nobody, no, nobody. WHEZ North New York. So we we kind of buried the legal ID. (laughs) And instead, you heard the top of the hour from the top of the Empire State Building. Well, that's where the transmitter was, so why not? Yeah, we were actually transmitting from the top of the Empire State Building. And we had such a, it was like a family back then. Our uh, manager was Dean Thacker. He ran that little zoo of a radio station. He came from Cleveland to here and was, the, the great thing about it is they left us alone. Usually the home office wants to be involved and they want, no, 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 we don't need all that. We, we got this. Don't you worry. And that's how it went. You know, that's what you do. You hire people that you're qualified and you leave them alone to do the job. And it worked out just fine. We had a a great sales manager, Gary Fisher, who's now, you know, lives in different places. But he has a bunch of radio stations he owns and and he runs them in uh, AC. Yeah. And then you had the, the original crew. Kenny Lane was our promotion director. Michael Ellis and Frankie Blue handled the music. And, and our chief engineer, who was a big, big part of things, Frank Foti, him and I were attached at the hip because our, the, the Z100 had a special sound. It had a, 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 I don't know, there was just something special about the way it blasted off the dial. And that was thanks to Frank Foti. And then you had our, our DJs, uh, you know, the Morning Zoo and Hollywood Hamilton was there, Shadow Steel, yep. Jack the Whack. You remember all those goofy names we had? <laughs> Jack the Wagata. My favorite was Janet from Another Planet. That's a great name you don't forget. <laughs> now, a minute ago when we did that, uh, that Mr. Leonard Brainbuster, Jill knew that Mr. Leonard was upset because someone had parked in his reserved parking spot in Secaucus. And this is how that went down. Now, does anyone remember the day professional wrestler Hulk Hogan stopped by the zoo? Yeah, and he parked his car in Mr. Leonard's parking space? I'm calling downstairs from the people and I am mad at that. What's the matter? Are the elevators out again? No, the elevators are not again. What is the problem? Come on. Some idiot. Some someone with the Americated goals. Some pencil neck geek is parked in my parking space. 
someone's parked in your private parking space? The cafe leader says, Mr. Lund, L-E-O-N-A-R-D. I'm going to snap the spine of that son of a gun who parked in my spot. I'm going to hit him upside the head so hard, his pea brain will be rolling around his head for a week. Boy, I'm, not, I'm just going to, I just, I just might, you might just kind of call the police already. Go ahead and call an ambulance uh, now. Wait, wait a minute. We could just have it towed, Mr. Leonard. What kind of car is it? Let me see. Hold on. Take a look. It's a Cadillac, a red 85. The red 85 Cadillac yeah. parked in your parking place, and you're going to wait downstairs so they come out to get the car and, just, and beat them to death. You better call the ambulance now, Scott. Well, what kind of car you got, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, man, I've been sitting here just taking all this gaga in from that little old wristed Mr. Leonard, you know, and I wanted to tell the dude in person I wasn't going to admit that it was my ride out there, you know. Yeah, you were I quiet. was hoping that he would come upstairs here, but as far as Mr. Leonard, he don't even have enough credit to drive a car, you know, the dude talks about a parking spot, man. He don't have no parking spot out there. He couldn't even afford to hire DC cab to bring him over here. And you know what? I'm going to come down there for that Mr. Leonard, and they're going to not only need an ambulance, they're going to need a double-decker structure because when I snap him in half, they're going to put his shoulders and head Mr. on the top of the structure. I found out whose car that is. That's right, it's my car. Mr. Leonard? Oh, Mr. Leonard, that little girlish little laugh you get on there. You know, you probably got Rowdy Roddy Piper's skirt on downstairs in the phone booth because, you know, there ain't nobody home upstairs in your brain, and I'm sure there ain't nothing downstairs under that skirt. Mr. Leonard, I think Hulk's coming down to move the car and then speak with you about it, so don't move. Yeah. Well, you think you're mad now? Wait till you find out and let out the air out of your tires. <laughs> no. Scott and Ross are on with Robbie and Rochelle. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another exciting edition of The Young and the Wimpy. When we last left our story, Literary Bugar, program director of WIMP Radio, was busy filling in for the vacationing court reporter at the Manhattan Criminal Courts Building. This certainly is be exciting for the Larry Booger, being in a real court of law here, being the court reporter for the WIMP. It's the Morning Zoo Reunion. 107.1. The Morning Zoo Reunion is on. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm shocked and I'm surprised and aroused. 107.1. The Boss. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend blast-off spectacular. Ramming, jamming, Michael Scott Shannon with my friend Ross the Boss Britain and the entire Big Show crew. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. And Grits ain't groceries, eggs ain't poultry, and Mona Lisa was a man. Morning Zoo, 40th Anniversary Reunion Spectacular. Hi, this is Steve Perry of Journey, and I want my Morning Zoo. Morning Zoo, where's my radio? Scott and Ross are on with Ian Rochelle on 1071 The Boss. You know, I was just listening to myself. <laughs> and if I tried to do that now, I think I would blow a gasket. <laughs> Something would break in my body. My voice was higher too back then, wasn't it? Good Just Lord. a little. It is the uh, it is the one oh seven one, the Boss Rock and Roll Radio Reunion. 
got together a, a quite a quite a good cast this morning. And by the way, I mentioned our chief engineer Frank Foti, who I dearly love. I just got a note from him. He's listening to us in Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. <laughs> There's a radio junkies all around the country, I guess, involved. There are some other people that uh, are checking in this morning, including uh, our friend Art Bolo, who's got a, you know, he's a radio's best friend. Yes, he is. He found, he found us here. We couldn't, couldn't stop him. We talked, to, uh, we talked to Claire earlier, and now I want you to meet one of the main members of the morning zoo after everyone else was gone. After there was no sign of life whatsoever of the original zoo crew, this guy managed to survive like a cockroach at the end of the world. <laughs> I'm talking about Jonathan B. Bell. Good morning, Scott. Great to oh. be on with you. You know, I'm the, I'm the former star as he went on the morning show. So <laughs> it's happy to, I'm happy to be here with you. You know, it's funny because when we, the story goes like this, when we first took over this frequency, there were some guys working there and they were playing music from the 40s and I don't know, 30s and all that. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to keep them on. They didn't match the, uh, it didn't match the sound that we were looking for. And, uh, and it was up to Dean Thacker, who was our manager at the time, to uh, inform them that their services were not needed. And one of those guys happened to be Jonathan B. Bell. And, uh, you know, we had a, a certain sound that we wanted. And uh, Jonathan B. Bell at that time didn't sound like the rest of what we had going on at the station. Let's put it that way. And uh, so I was talking to him and I said, you know, would you mind hanging around for a while? kind of walk me through what's going on around New Jersey and New York and Connecticut because he knew everything. And that was in the very beginning. People thought, they said, you sure you want to keep that guy around here? <laughs> you know, he's not a young guy. You know? I said, well, you know what? I like him. I think he had something to the show. And sure enough, he lasted about 30 years. <laughs> we were all gone. We could you guys are long left. <laughs> Tell the truth. You thought you were going to get canned that day. Oh, absolutely. I was sending out resumes and tapes every single day. <laughs> it was a race between whether you were going to fire me before I quit. <laughs> well, you had to have a job first before you quit, John. Well, there weren't any job opportunities coming my way at that time. <laughs> well, there's something about your personality and the warmth and the way you present a story on the air that was, I don't know, people just loved you. You were a major part of that show, my friend, and it was so it was so great to work with you all those years. Well, I appreciate hearing that, especially from this guy. Tell me, tell me some of the memories. Give me something that you remember, a turning point or just something weird, if it's a screw-up or whatever, that took place while you were a part of the morning zoo. Oh, that's an easy one. Because uh, you remember there was a guy named George Maxian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a reporter covering the radio stations in New York at the time. And he, he said didn't like he me hoped that or Scott you. Cannon had a, a round trip ticket back to Tampa. <laughs> and I thought, there's no way this show is going to succeed. It can't work. It can't work. It's not New York stuff. But one day I was out at a, at a little restaurant and was sitting there having some lunch and a group of uh, women sitting at a table nearby were laughing and joking and talking about there's a great radio show they were hearing over on Z100. 
I thought, you know what? Maybe I ought to go suck up to this guy a little bit. Cause we might have a show going. <laughs> maybe we had a shot. Yeah, it looked like maybe it was a shot. You know, it's funny. You go back to the early days of this project, as I call it. And uh, at that time, I was not married to my current wife. I was not married to any wife. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Trish, at that time, had worked in Tampa for Hyatt Regency, the Hyatt Hotel chain. And she was now working in the city at there, over there, uh, over Grand Central. Remember that, uh, the, the Grand Hyatt there? And on a weekend, she was the uh, um, on duty. So one of the salespeople had to be on duty, keep you know, to give somebody the weekend off. So I was staying in the hotel, and we'd only been on the air about ten or fifteen days. And I went down. I woke up early, and I came down to you know the lobby, and I was walking, just walking around the town there, looking looking up at the skyscrapers like a tourist. And I walked in this store, the electronic store that used to be in the bottom of the, uh, you know, the skyscraper there. And I'm standing there and just looking at the radio. Remember, they had all those boom boxes back then. And mm -hmm. they, had, they had a big row of boom boxes behind the counter. And I'm sitting there and, and I'm not sitting there. I'm walking around just looking at different, you know, the Walkman and all these things. I had on my members only jacket and everything. Looking, <laughs> And all of a sudden... From behind the counter, I heard, from the top of the Empire State Building. And I turned around, and every one of those boom boxes behind that counter had Z100 on. Every one of them. There was about 20 oh. radios. I started crying. I had tears in my eyes. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I'm in New York. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in Livingston. I'm not in <laughs> Connecticut. I'm right in the heart of New York City. And they're listening to my radio station. Mm. I said, "Well, maybe we got something here." <laughs> <laughs> and that was, uh, and that that was, you know, the beginning of what happened. And and you were a big part of it, John. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. It was a lot of fun. I, I remember walking around the streets in New York and seeing people hanging sheets out the window of their offices, saying "Z100" from worst to first. You know, during that time, uh, I guess uh, we were a little bit aggressive with our comedy <laughs> and with our comments. Wouldn't you agree, Ross? It, it, Ross Just Ross a was, little aggressive. Ross was the voice of reason. And many times we actually listened to him. <laughs> yeah. And there was a, there was a fella, uh, God bless his soul, he has now left the planet. But he worked at the other station, the competitor radio station, WPLJ, which we uh, renamed The Wimp because I said, you know, I was coming to New York and I want to hear the great PLJ. It's a rock station and they're great. And then you turn them on and they were playing Michael Jackson. I said, well, what happened? What happened to Aerosmith, you know, and all the other rock bands that are so big. Now they're trying to play our music. And the program director, a guy named Larry Berger, uh, who was uh, eventually known as Larry Booger. <laughs> and Ross had written uh, several episodes of The Young and the Wimpy, which was a soap opera story about this radio station. Right, Ross? Yeah. 
and occasionally I'd go over the I, we would be writing and I'd say, oh, don't you say this. Oh, I can't say, we can't say that, Scott. That won't work. That's not very nice. <laughs> I said, well, just go ahead and stick it in there. Let's see what happens. So this was the one I think that Ross felt uncomfortable with. I think this is the... Possibly. This is, this is the episode of The Young and the Wimpy that might have gone over the line. Nope, I got the right one. Here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's for another exciting edition of The Young and the Wimpy. When we last left our story, Little Larry Bugar, program director of WIMP Radio, was busy filling in for the vacationing court reporter at the Manhattan Criminal Courts Building. It certainly is be exciting for the Larry Booger being in a real court of law here, being the court reporter for the WIM. Wimpy Radio 95. Let me get a little seat here for the court to start. All right. First case. Please, ma'am. You look a little pregnant there. What's the problem? Yes. My husband is away on military duty for the last seven months, and I'm pregnant. If your husband's been away, how in the world did you get pregnant? <clears throat> well, Your Honor, my house is haunted. A ghost did it. You mean to tell me that you had sexual relations with a ghost and he made you pregnant? Yes, yes, Your Honor, that's right, you've got it. I find that extremely preposterous and what's more difficult to believe. As a matter of fact, is there anyone in this entire courtroom that's ever had sex with a ghost? No, not me. Hold on a minute, I have. How about me, the Larry Booger? I've done that same thing. You've had sex with a ghost? Yes, I have, Your Honor. Well, approach the vent, sir. Now, where did this happen? It happened behind the WIMP radio station where I work at. Now, wait a minute here, young lad. You mean to tell me you were behind the radio station and you had sex with a ghost? Oh, oh no. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I thought you said a goat. Tune in next time for another edition of The Young and the Wimpy when we hear Larry Booger say... <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good-looking goat. Dismissed. Yeah, I might have pushed the envelope just a little bit, Mr. Bell. Yeah, some of those things. I remember they were, remember they had the diving horses at the New Jersey State Fair. They would jump. They had the horses. They, 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 I think they eventually had to stop it. They had a Larry Booger riding one of the horses down into <laughs> down into the, the pool. John, thank you so much for being a part of it. How many years did you wind up working at Z100? Uh, almost 30. I think exactly <laughs> with 28 and a half years. Mm. I made it to six. <laughs> for 30 years. And I tell you what, even when Elvis came on board, he kept you around. The kids loved John Bell because he could communicate with just about anybody. Thank you so much for your service, John. We appreciate it, buddy. No problem, Scott. Can I just say it something? Was one, of the, one of the best periods of my life, working mm. with professionals like you and Ross and Mr. Leonard and Claire and all the rest of the group. Great experience. Mm. Hmm. Ross? Yes. You said you had something. No, I was going to say, Scott, I don't, mind, I don't mean to jump into this, but, John, if you wouldn't mind my saying, I got there way after you guys in 2001, the very end of 2001. And so John has been there a long time at that point. And I want to just tell you, I'm doing overnights. I'm 19 years old. And he stopped in the studio. He gave you a pat on the back. Hey, you sound great. Where are you from? That's the kind of human being Professor Jonathan B. Bell is. Even at that, you know, he's, been, he's a legend already. He's just a kind, really wonderful guy. And people should know that, John. Well, Ross, you know what? 
You you are unbelievable. You made me believe every word you just said. No, that wasn't Ross. That was me, Robbie. <laughs> Ross, Ross hates you. Yeah. <laughs> Ross can't stand he you. He tried to get me to can you. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you, John. Good job, buddy. Bye, John. It is. Oh, I think I got 8.16. What time is it? It's 8.20. 8.20. You gotta check yeah. your clocks. Yeah. <laughs> Reset that. Not, not to jump in again, but you know, Scott, if you want, we can give away some, try and give away some free money here. We got that celebrity thing to what do. What do you got? What do you got? We got $125 in the cash jackpot if you want to try and play. How much? 125 bucks in the cash jackpot. Let's do it. Uh, hang on. You didn't warn me about this. I got to go get the voice. <laughs> well, you you made the suggestion. I know. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. Secret celebrity number four. What a badass gangster. That's it. Who is that? Well, that's the idea. Someone has to call and tell us who the secret celebrity is. Looking for caller number 10. If you correctly identify the celebrity, you win the money. 732-774-4444. You are listening to a special reunion of the original Z Morning Zoo. Coming up on the 40th anniversary next week. And it's happening right here on The Boss 1071. It's the Morning Zoo 40th anniversary reunion spectacular. are on with Robbie and Rochelle on 1071 The Boss. Scott Shannon is back. You're listening to Scott Shannon hipping and hopping around the, the Z, and hopping around the Z Morning Zoo. This is the Morning Zoo Reunion Spectacular on 1071 The Boss. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Zoo Reunion Spectacular on 1071 The Boss. Secret celebrity number four. What a badass gangster. All right, we're going to go to line two. You know what's funny is one time on Z100, when I got to work there, I did an, I was pretending I was Kid Kelly answering the phone. So now <laughs> I'm going to have Kid Kelly pretend to be me to answer the phone. This is like full circle career. Oh, right? my so gosh. Say, hey, it's the boss. Here you go. I think you're frozen. Robbie's frozen. It's hello? the boss, Raji, Robbie, and Rochelle, and Scott, and Ross speaking. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Hey, you know, we're okay. You know who the secret celebrity is? Uh, George Clooney. It is not George Clooney. We get a oh. guess for George Clooney, and every time we play this, it's not George Clooney. The cash jackpot is now up to $150. Yeah. <laughs> you can play again with Michelle after 10 if you can get through. Nice job. Just ten dollars. Plug it in and turn it on. How can anyone go wrong? It's so 
It is a blast from the past. It's the <laughs> 1071 The Boss Zoo reunion. 40 years ago, back in 1983, we signed on Z100. And so much happened after that. Now, a lot of people thought it was going to be a big flop. I got to be honest with you. There were times when I was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when we first signed on, we didn't have the full signal. We had the little baby transmitter. What was that, about two weeks, Ross? We yeah. had Because I wasn't first, there when the first sign-on took place. I came like eight days later. You know, the other problem we had was because of the fact we were based in New Jersey, we couldn't get the regular phone lines that everybody else had in the city. Yep. The 800 contest lines. And we used to blow out. We threatened, We were threatened to be sued oh, no. by the telephone company because we blew out all these different exchanges in New Jersey. So finally, they put some kind of telepathic or tele-something line across <laughs> the river. And we got the regular phone lines that they have now at Z100. But it was kind of crazy. Back then we blow. Every so often we have a contest or just would open the phone lines and all of a sudden people, thousands of people were without phone service. And that was a little bit of a problem. Just a little. <laughs> a little bit. Now, I realize that we were supposed to have Mr. Leonard with us this morning. But for some reason, if you, is your door locked? Uh, no, we're waiting for him if he wants to stop by. Russ, has he been around? Him? No, he isn't. Have we seen him. Mr. Leonard? No. I haven't seen him, no. Huh. You know, some things never change. <laughs> I warned you. Hang Don't on a, trust oh, that. Is guy. that the phone line? Yeah, hang on a second. I got a line coming through, Scott. Should we go to this? Hello, Morning Zoo. Hello, Scott. Well, oh, my God. Oh, my. Sakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, hold on. <laughs> what do you mean? What happened? Huh? Are you all right? Yeah, no, just barely. I'm sorry, uh, I'm not there yet. The plane crashed. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't exactly crash. We had a flat tire. Your you plane crashed or you had a flat? A Which is it? Yeah, did I your plane crash or did you have a flat? Well, we had a, a flat plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay. Wow. But I'm on my way. And, and by the way, Hulk Hogan, you played the Hulk Hogan thing, right? Yeah, we played the whole story about you and Hulk Hogan. Well, I know he was messing with me. I was just, I was just playing along for you know, show business stuff. So you actually knew you that he parked in your place? No. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a place that you see on the YouTube and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, of course I, you knew. Scott, you know that you and Ross have a special place in my heart. So that's why I'm hurrying to get there. Because I don't know how long we all have. Not too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> we only got. And we I'm only not, have a few more minutes, Mister Leonard. Okay. Well, I'm just. I'm not. Uh, not used to listening to you on this frequency. I'm used to the other. Uh, the other three. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other three stations I worked on, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. God, you know you know we're getting old when I go to the spicy cantina and seaside heights and I see these these ladies at curbside in their beautiful bikinis, I'm staring at their food. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Yum. No doubt about it. Time is flying, Mr. Leonard. Well, I'm thinking, Lord, well, what I could do to that chalupa. <laughs> hey -oh. Okay. All right. So we'll I'll send Robbie down. Robbie's going to meet you in front of the studio. No, wait a minute. Why do I have to do it? Well, he likes you. And we'll send Kermit out there. He can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I got to go. I'm on a urine softener. The ducks got me on that, so I got to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Leonard. Bye, Mr. Leonard. <laughs> oh, my God. Hasn't changed a bit, has Not he? even no. for a second. Mm -mm. Yeah. Still a mess. No <laughs> doubt about it. That's Still right. a mess. Coming up, more of the best of the zoo as we do our rock and roll zoo reunion on 1071 The Boss. Ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for flying Delta Airlines. We're presently cruising at an altitude of 35,000 feet. Whoa! Our captain has just shut off the main engines, so we'll be plunging to 5,000 feet, at which time we will be losing lunch in the main cabin. If you look at your windows, you'll notice below us there's a Continental Airlines jumbo jet, which we will miss by mere inches. Our flight time to Chicago is exactly two hours, but that doesn't matter either since we'll be landing in Atlanta and, incidentally, on the wrong runway. Delta is proud to be the new official airline of Walt Disney World. So when you think Mickey Mouse, think Delta. On behalf of Captain Goofy and the crew, have a pleasant flight. Scott Shannon is back. For the extra large and turbocharged original Z Morning Zoo, Claire Stevens, Jonathan D. Bell, MTV guy Adam Curry, Coach Mike, sold by the number 100. Ross, the boss, retained. And the Raymond, Jammin, Michael Scott Shannon, the always dapper radio rapper, the joy boy, the joy tour, the daddy of the radio. We are on the air everywhere, broadcasting live around the world on the electrifying Mojo Funk Intercontinental Boogie, the Rock and Roll Radio Network. And remember, if I'm lying, I'm dying, and grits ain't groceries, eggs ain't poultry, and Mona Lisa was a man! This is the Morning Zoo Reunion Spectacular on 1071 The Boss. Amazing. The official 
40th anniversary reunion is on 107.1 The Boss covering the Jersey Shore and America today. You know, we had so many of these little parody songs and, and skits featuring people like Mr. Leonard, uh, featuring people like Michael Jackson, I should say. And the guy who handled all the voices was a fella who was going to dental school. And he sent me a tape. He just sent me a tape of him doing different impressions, and I called him on a Sunday afternoon, and he answered the phone. It was this guy, Dr. Dave Colon. Hey. Morning, Dave. <laughs> Good morning. I can't believe it's 40 years. 40 years, my friend. Amazing. Yep. Now, what were you doing the day that I called you? On a, it was well, a Sunday. Well, I was watching football, watching the Giants, and I <laughs> listened to these tapes, and I said, this guy's pretty good. Let me call him. Well, it's so funny that you set me up that way. But, uh, I was a dentist at the time. I was in postgraduate training. You're cutting, and, out, uh, you're cutting out on your Move your phone around. Move your phone around. Dave, you're cutting out a little bit. Move your phone, big guy. Move the phone a little bit. Moving the phone. All right. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm still feeding back. That's what I'm saying. I'm hearing myself as an echo. But all right. I was talking to my patients and doing goofy voices in the clinic. Uh, and they said, you know, you should, you should listen to this radio station and, uh, and send in a tape of your stuff. And I said, nah, that's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm I did tape, I, I made a tape. I never sent it in. My wife sent it in to Scott um, and just as a goof. And he calls me up, and I had no idea that I had that, that she'd done that. And he said, "Wait a minute, let me let me let me get this straight. You're a dentist. Do you want to be on the radio? You do these goofy voices." And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, I got nobody else really here doing anything like that. I, I think I'm going to hire you because I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever." Heard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. And he said, "Ross Britton's working here. He'll." Uh, teach you how to be stupid uh, because uh, I had to shave 100 points off of his IQ uh, to work here up. Ross, I'm not sure that's true. And he did. And I started to come into the radio station after the dental clinic and in the morning I would be treating my patients and I would, and in between patients I'd run to a phone booth and call in as, as characters and, and they used to come to the station and start singing jingles and um, so... The rest is history. I was 20, now I'm 60. That's just uh, hard to even conceptualize. You know, I'm amazed that you can do math like that. <laughs> that is 20 great. Plus 40. <laughs> Ross, did I say that to you? Yes, you did. In fact, I would do. I would come in the morning and do the show, and then stay after to meet with Dave at two or three o'clock in the afternoon oh, and man. work till six. Yikes! And uh, that was my day during the week. Did I really try to get you to downgrade your IQ? <laughs> well, you tried, but it didn't always work. Yeah. Well, well I think, it worked when we got together. Yeah, right. I'll tell you, I remember when we did this skit. Remember when the We Are the World album was out? And they had the picture of all the people. And there was a, like a cut down the middle. They took two photographs and put them together. And we had this professor call in, and he swore that Michael Jackson was Michael and his sister. <laughs> and because they were pictured on both sides of this album cover, 
And we had this professor on. He was talking about, oh, yeah, if you listen to this song, they actually admit it during one of these songs. And we, we went through there and actually did all the, the different clues that Michael Jackson, what, what did we say it was, Reby? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, was it Reby? Reby Jackson, yeah. Yeah. And I remember... I don't know. The stuff that we did was was uh, was ridiculous. It was, uh, and I remember Scott told me he said, "Hey, uh, I know you're a dentist, but I'll pay you twenty five bucks uh, to come in and meet with Ross." And uh, I couldn't believe that that actually somebody would pay me anything to do what it is that we were doing. So I agreed to it, and um, and then I practiced for about a week, and then I left and I started to work for Scott in the morning zoo. And my first wife left, of course, because. She left me because she had married a dentist, and then she was married to some guy doing the zoo. And um, <laughs> she was married to a dentist, and then all of a sudden she's married to a guy doing bozy bozy mop. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, 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 and I remember my father asked me the same thing because I was supposed to go into practice with him, and he was like, uh, "What are you doing?" And I went, Hamala Babel is evil, the Bubble, Hamala Babel is evil, the Bop, with a side order of Bozy Bozy Bop. And then I remember we used to have Michael Jackson call in like twice a week. And remember when his brother used to say, Michael, Michael, let me on. Let me on with Scott. Give me a little bit of the brother, Michael. Get, Dave. I don't remember any of that stuff, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dave Colon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Dr. Dave. Good job, man. He's afraid he's yeah, going he's he's to get broke. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. They're going to cancel him. <laughs> you don't want to do Michael? Do a little Michael. Come on. No, that you don't you try that. Oh, sorry. Don't you do that. I was trying to move the bit along. I'm sorry. <laughs> Coming up, we'll talk to one of the DJs, Shadow Steel, one of the top DJs in the country back then. We had a... Uh, we had a guy from Dallas who used to do our radio jingles named John Wolfert, and uh, it was called Jam Productions. And when we did, you know, the little jingles, it goes, Z100. And we actually had different DJs who worked for us over the years, and he would do the DJ jingle. And in the business of radio, you really haven't made it until you get your own DJ jingle. Right. It and says your name and then has the station. The letters, after. yeah. And uh, it, that's when you made it. I remember the first time I ever got one. I went, "Holy cow! I can't believe it. I played it every every out of every record, <laughs> Super Shan, that kind of thing." But this is a list, a jingle of all the DJs who worked at Z100. Hang on, I'm going to play something first. Check this out, Scott. Ross Britton. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. He's made it. <laughs> now, let's go to Z100. Yeah, here it is. Now, look at this. Mr. Leonard has a camcorder. Mr. Shannon on the air. <laughs> a little, a little, <laughs> little footage, huh, buddy? In the background. Wait. Someone just called this, and they were, they were talking about the original uh, ZJs. When we first signed on the air, we talked about Dr. Christopher Reed. And it's funny because in our business, uh, well, let's put it this way. You should rent. Don't buy. <laughs> and uh, we went through quite a... F we, we couldn't even get disc jockeys to work for us in the beginning. That's why William Brownstein used to push the buttons. Anita Bonita was a part of the staff. Oh, yes. Right. And JR used to have to come in and work on Saturday mornings. He hated that. He did that Segway Serenade program he was so fond of. God. We let him open the mic about three times. I said, JR, just go ahead and just put the records back to back. <laughs> That'll be okay. 
Then we had, uh, well, who's the, Jack the Wack. Right. What, who did Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood was, was here. here. Was Stevie Brooks on the night? Stevie Brooks. Yeah. She, what I a talent so. she was here. <laughs> and Shannon uh, <laughs> from another planet. That's right. No, that was, she was, she was, she was later. She came later on. Christopher Reed oh, you mean Middays. Diane Pryor. She Diane was great. Pryor, yeah. She did. She was fantastic until she met Steve Kingston. <laughs> and we're all downhill from there. <laughs> Whoops. What year, what, what birthday party was that? That, that happened? That was about the That uh, was about fourth, three years ago. Fourth, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. loves him. <laughs> yeah, she went to the birthday party with a big smile on her face. And left without <laughs> a job. C100 So cold, Bell. Catch Simon. In radio. C100 Stevie Brooks. C100 Christopher Reed. C100 K.R. Nelson. Anniversary Reunion Spectacular on 107.1 The Boss. Transmitting from the top of the Empire State Building, Z100. I don't have the same voice as the guy that used to do that. You know what I mean? Well, that was a, that was one of the catchphrases. When we, when we did Z100 and the Morning Zoo, we almost had like a, a private language. We referred to different things. Remember, remember, Ross, we talked about that before. Like people would catch on to whatever we would say on the radio. Yeah. 
and they would call in. It was a special kind of a lingo, so to speak. Like it was a private club, and that's the things that we used to say. We used to make up the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then people would go along with it. One of the most popular DJs that worked on that radio station back in the 80s was a fellow that we called The Shadow. He came rolling in from Chicago and took over afternoons and quickly became the number one most listened to afternoon radio DJ in the USA. I'm talking about Shadow Shadow. Morning, buddy. Hey, baby. (laughs) Tell you what, it was some fun times, wasn't it? Oh, man, it was an absolute blast. I I couldn't, it was the best, best time of my life. It was uh, it was really unusual because it was a small group of people. Most radio stations could afford several different people. We had a guy who was our promotion director, Kenny Lane, who also was the driver for the music director. Everybody did two or three different jobs back then. You included. You were the assistant PD back then, and you kind of kept all the D. Great. I tried my best, yeah. <laughs> that was not an easy job with people like Jack the Whack and Hollywood Scam Boy Hamilton. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, we, did, we had two features every Friday, and one was the weekend blast-off when we celebrated on the morning show. And then in the afternoon, Shadow would uh, blow the 5 o'clock whistle. So I thought it might be nice to get you on the radio today and see if you could duplicate one of those performances. Would that be okay with you? <laughs> I would be happy to. You're still capable of doing that, I I assume. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll break or tear anything if I give it a try. <laughs> Let's do it. Shadow Steel on the official union. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the one and only official Z100 Friday 5 o'clock whistle? Yeah, baby. Come on, crank that puppy up and let's do it. I don't want to work. I don't want to play. I want to bang on the drum all day and kick it off. Right. The Shadow. Shadow. Woo! Exciting edition of The Young and the Wimpy. When we last left our story, Little Larry Bugar, program director of WIMP Radio, was busy filling in for the vacationing court reporter at the Manhattan Criminal Courts Building. Hoo hee, 
this certainly is be exciting for the Larry Booger, being the law here, being the court reporter for the WIMP. Whippy Radio 95. Let me get a little seat here for the court to start. All right. <clears throat> First case. Please, ma'am. You look a little pregnant there. What's the problem? Yes. My husband is away on military duty for the last seven months, and I'm pregnant. If your husband's been away, how in the world did you get pregnant? <clears throat> well, Your Honor, my house is haunted. A ghost did it. You mean to tell me that you had sexual relations with a ghost and he made you pregnant? Yes, yes, Your Honor, that's right, you've got it. I find that extremely preposterous and what's more difficult to believe. As a matter of fact, is there anyone in this entire courtroom that's ever had sex with a ghost? No, not me. Hold on a minute, I have. How about me, the Larry Booger? I've done that same thing. You've had sex with a ghost? Yes, I have, Your Honor. Well, approach the vent, sir. Now, where did this happen? It happened behind the WIMP radio station where I work at. Now, wait a minute here, young lad. You mean to tell me you were behind the radio station and you had sex with a ghost? Oh, oh no. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I thought you said a goat. Tune in next time for another edition of The Young and the Wimpy when we hear Larry Booger say... <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good-looking goat. The Morning Zoo reunion is on. Oh my God, I'm, I'm shocked and surprised and aroused. 1071 The Boss. What a great morning it's been. I want to thank all the staff and management of the radio station, The Boss, for letting us uh, hang out here. Ross, great job from you today. Thank you for thank you. being the sidekick and the partner you were. Thank you for all these years. Thanks to uh, Robbie and Rochelle for allowing us to broadcast on this uh, particular day. Anytime. And thanks to uh, all the ZJs and the people behind the scenes that helped make Z100 one of the most successful radio stations ever to sign on the air. It was a fun ride, wouldn't you say, Ross? Yeah! Absolutely. Hope we brought back some fond memories of your time with that station and that time back in 1983. It was a, a special time in radio for me and all the people who worked there. And I want to thank everyone who ever listened to the radio station and supported us. Back to regular programming on 1071 <laughs> The Boss Now. Now, hang on a second. A round of applause for Raymond yeah. Jam and Michael Scott Shannon. Yes. Programmer of the century. Oh, yeah. Love Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. And bye, buckaroos. Well, that was pretty great, huh? Oh, yeah. That was fun. Let's hear it again for Scott and the rest of the original yes. Z Morning Zoo crew. Claire, John, Mr. Leonard, the Shadow. Wow. Joe, did I make it through this okay? Are we yeah, doing you right? look, you, yeah, you're still standing. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. Barely. Ross, <laughs> how you feeling? You doing okay? I'm doing fine. It was fun. He did, he hates all the mushy stuff, but I got to tell you, I mean, it's just such a tremendous honor. I mean, it's really true. Absolutely nobody, well, except for Rochelle, because she's super talented and pretty and everything. Oh, but, yes. but all us goons over here, yeah, none of us, that, this, is, stuff. Yeah. this is really true. None of us would have a career no. without Scott. I mean, yeah, Ross and Joe had stuff, and I work places, but then you work with Scott, and he just kind of, you know, he just breaks you, and 
makes you better than you ever knew you could possibly be, and your career just goes places you never imagined it could, and that's what he does. Yeah, but I was on PLJ with him for all those years, and then it, and then it was I wasn't, and then he came to CBS FM. I was already on CBS FM yeah. when he came there, and I remember I looked over at Dave Stewart that morning, and I said, well, I guess it's time to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, like you said, every day, every shift, every report, gotta be the best. You can't you can't have a day off. There's no days off. Yeah. You well, know? you guys said we all joke around and have a good time, and you've really, you know, you've embraced me, but I gotta tell you, and I said this to Rochelle, we were having dinner last night. You know the dinner right, the 66 Susie last night? I looked around and I said, I gotta tell you, this is like all my childhood heroes are coming basically for free to do a show on our little radio station. <laughs> I mean, I was eight years old. I opened a present on Christmas morning. I got California air check, and my parents are buying me tapes of DJs, because I'm like, I want to learn how to be good like them, and it's got Kid Kelly and Ross Britton and Joe Nolan and the PLJ Morning Show. And, I mean, I'm almost filled up here, because it's just amazing that you guys are here. So thank you for everything, and thank you for helping make this little baby... I mean, listen, we read every single day about how these big companies are ruining radio, and you guys are here, and you know, it's we're trying very hard with this teeny little radio station to try and keep radio great. And it matters to me, and maybe it don't matter to everybody else, but it just, you know... Thank you guys for being a part of whatever we're doing here for however long we get to do it. I love each and every one of you. I really do. You are my brothers. And now we've got a special treat here. Uh-oh. Kidster, come up to the uh, microphone here. This guy. Uh -oh. I mean, listen, talk about... Uh, Scott is a whole different deal, and I'm forever grateful to Scott. But I don't know if I would have gotten to Scott <laughs> if it weren't for this guy. Kid, is this not true? I'm, what, 12 I years... Get on this mic over here. This one over here. No, no, over here. I'm 13 years old, and I would call kid, and I, you know, I said things about John Bell being nice and you know being kind. Talk about this guy. Took the time out of his day. He's a big executive. He drives a Porsche. He's got all these girls that like him, right? Oh yeah, drive yeah, a Porsche. He's a big yeah. Hall of Famer. He's a big star. Picks up the phone and he's Act like, it. "So, uh, so Robbie, what do you want? What do you want?" He's like, "I want to work at Z100. I want to be part of this thing. I'm reading about it. My dad would bring me to the library, and I'd read magazines about what's going on in radio." And kid's like, "Well, do this, do this, do this." And he kept taking my call, and then one day he's like, "Yeah, drive to New Jersey. We'll get some pancakes." And it's been a running joke with him. I for more than 20 years that we'd have pancakes together. And he's the one. He said, listen, I'm going to get you to Z100. And he did. And listen, I wouldn't have gotten to Scott or been friends with Ross or these people that I can't believe they know who I am and who we are, Robbie and, and, and Rochelle. Like, I can't believe Kid Kelly was at our wedding because this was. is this guy that I admired. And he really opened the door by bringing me at 19 years old when I was not good enough to New York City. And everything that's happened after that has has really been because you introduced me to these people. I mean, I love Scott, and I'm grateful for Scott, but I wouldn't have gotten to him if it weren't for you. So I'm going to stop getting all mushy here, but I love you. Thank you. I don't even know what wow. to say. <laughs> yeah, really. I was like, what? <laughs> And now I'm I'm speechless. Thank well, you so much. Listen, there's a lot. I don't deserve that. How many times you watch the news and you see some horrible story and people so, people drop dead? Right. So, I figure that I need to tell the people that I care about how special they are. So a couple couple of things. Yes. Um, first of all, Scott still owes me that call. Uh, Scott, <laughs> hello. Anybody listening? Did you like how he was walking away from that? He just didn't want to acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And by the way, Ross, the yes. reason why I want wanted Scott to call before I just uh, I don't know what to say yeah. for everything you just That's said. That's fine. Move on. In the back of my mind, I'm going to be thinking, yeah. and I'm going to hide that by. Reverting to say something Good. else. Good, talk to Ross. Okay, <laughs> fine. So I love. First of all, if it wasn't for Ross and Scott, there wouldn't have been a kid. I said arguably, but uh, there wouldn't have been. So yeah. there wouldn't have been a me, because uh, that radio station and Ross and Scott. First of all. Uh, when it comes to comedy, I picked up a lot of stuff from from Ross. <laughs> and no, I really did because okay. you, you, um, I remember the comment about you having to tune your IQ down. Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, but but because you're so you still are so smart, um, and 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 um, uh, so I learned how to write and edit. Right, you know. 
looking at your stuff and listening to you. You would come in early and yes, sit, yes, sit yes. in while Dave Cole <clears throat> yes, and I were yes, working. Sure. Yes, I learned a lot of, I wish Scott was still on the call, uh, I learned a lot of the programming style that you, Robbie, looked at me and kind of perhaps appreciated or perhaps was inspiring. Absolutely. But I picked that up from him programming and a lot of on-air uh, focus and stuff from from, from Ross. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought that that radio station was the norm. I had no idea <laughs> that that was, I mean, I knew it was special because it was like, you know, um, you're like, you know, you're trying to get to the, you, you, it's the Wizard of Oz and you're trying to get to Emerald City. Sure. You know, um, and it's like, we're closed. And, but this day it was open. <laughs> and, and, and That's a good to, way to put it, isn't oh, it? Yeah. yeah. You go and you get there and you go, uh, 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 I, I thought like my last job was okay. I did okay. I made thirty-two thousand dollars a year. Look at me. Woo! Listen, that's oh, big nothing, money here at the boss. Right? <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. And I remember getting a call. How much do you make there? Because I didn't. By the way, when I got the offer to come, right? I didn't believe it at first. A whole other story. I don't want to bore everybody listening to the boss, but um, um, it was such an unbelievable experience there. Uh, true story. Um, Scott yelled at in a nice way, in a Scott way. <laughs> um, <laughs> What hey, the hell are you doing? You know what I'm talking there, about there. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So um, I was doing an appearance. They used to send the jocks out around the city and stuff. And, you know, you'd get paid to go places and hang out and have fun. Sure. And, like, a lot of money. So, like, I didn't turn any of it down. But I remember I went to one place and I was sent there because it was the end of the year in a town car. Okay. Uh, that's a, like a regular ice car. Sure, sure. You know, and I just happened to, it was holiday season, so I took the car. Right. And then went holiday shopping afterward because, you know, as, as Ross will attest, he was there 18 hours a day, by the way. Right. You know, that was the norm because we all loved it. Yeah. Um, and not, we didn't want it. It's like, oh, I got to be here 18 hours. It just, it was like 18 hours already. I guess I got to go home. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it was like that. It was so, you know, um, what you said earlier was, you know, um, you were made better. You know, uh, and by the way, um, because you wanted to be, be better, because it was surrounded right. by you and obviously Scott and all the other people there. were there, great people I there. said to myself, what the heck am I doing here? I'm from dude from Buffalo. Well, I'm, from, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I was like, I'm coming from Buffalo. You guys, I grew up uh, listening to you on WABC. Oh, God. Congratulations. They're back in the ratings again. Um, <laughs> oh. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, okay. Um, uh, no, I mean the ratings now. I thought you were uh, talking about their ratings no, now. No, but when he was there. Oh, when the he, they, they had, had ratings. ratings. Yeah, yeah well, back in the day. I'm sorry. When he was there, they, they had ratings. I and thought, they didn't for a long time. And now, yeah. But but they're doing stuff that you used to do, it, you know, there. Okay. I thought you were talking about Cousin Brucey. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, this is nice. Oh. He, he hates me, by the way. But that we've, Cousin we Brucey? Yeah, we should discuss no, that. He loves, no, he, he hates loves me. everybody. No, Brucey hates I, me. I'll, I'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on the phone. Can I, can I also mention, so Kid, one, after Scott left a couple of years later, became the big boss. You were the operations manager there yeah, at the but, radio but, but, station. But I picked up from Scott, yeah. you know, how to see um, talent in people. And it wasn't necessarily what they teach you in school. Sure. It, you know, you can be uh, super high IQ, um, but if you have a super IQ and you don't have um, some crazy determination to compete, and this is the most important part, with yourself, yeah. to be a better self... You couldn't survive in that place and the, uh, back then under under Scott's watch. And um, it was the most amazing back of my neck. And I never get to say this to Scott, which is why I want him to call. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I have memorabilia that I took. When, Robbie, you mentioned I was in a position there where I had the keys to the place. I'm like, I'm give me the keys to this place. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. Like, 
10 years later when you yeah. and I met. Yeah. I'm like, huh? So I had the stuff. And when they moved from Secaucus, New Jersey, right. a.k.a. the swamp, the building was sinking, um, um, and uh, we moved, I had the keys to all the artifacts. Wow. So um, one morning I called Scott and, and, and Frank and said, come on over real quick on Sunday morning. We're going to make a change. Blah, blah, blah. So I had the keys. I said, come to the candy stop and remember, come, come to the candy store. And remember in the back room where Marty Wall's department was, there was that secret door with a cage around, like a fence around it? Right. The promotions department. Yes. Yeah. But there was a cage. They would call it, get right. your, get your, uh, get your CDs, whatever, the, the, the uh, stuff for the audience, the stuff that they give away. Yeah. It would be in the cage. But as you know, in the cage, there was a secret back door. Yeah. And that's where all the archives were. So when I was there, um, the new company didn't want any of the archives. I'm like, you're kidding me. So you got them all? They were throwing them away. Wow. Mm, unbelievable. Wow. So I literally grabbed, I, I literally hired a pickup truck and took everything and wow. put it in my garage and attic in Teaneck, New Jersey, <laughs> where it stayed for two decades. <laughs> wow. And then I moved to Florida, uh, and I have all these artifacts, including the original walls with Simply, from Simply Red on them. And I have all this pancake stuff. And Ross, uh, please, I have uh, so many artifacts and uh, <laughs> so many things, and I want to... Tell Scott, take them. We'll no, talk. I'll take no. Wait, I have R the Rochelle is going to be in Florida this weekend. Could yeah. you pick up a mic flag or yeah. something? I don't, <laughs> have, I, don't have, I, don't have, I don't have a mic flag, but if you want the walls back. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, And I have all this stuff. So that's why another reason why I keep calling. And by the way, I know you guys, folks like to golf, and I live on a golf course. Uh -oh. It sounds so weird to me because yeah. I don't golf. And they're like, how do I get to live on a golf course here? I don't get it. <laughs> is there such a thing as guardian angels? Anyway, um, <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, and I know, so I'm like, hey, come take some artifacts, and, and, and here's a, a studio. You could use it if you need in case yours goes down. And I can't get him to call me back. Oh, boy. So um, even though he says such nice things, he doesn't want to hear nice things. Yeah. He gets uncomfortable when you want to give Maybe him compliments. Maybe you need to give him he golf does. balls. <laughs> yeah. You say, golf balls, gotcha. Sorry. Um, okay. So anyway, I'm talking too much. No, you're not talking too play much. A song? I'm going to play a song in a second. Yeah. Let, me, let me just ping one more thing. I just want to say one more thing, because there's a lot of lead up. I just feel like we need to address these things before we wrap up officially, maybe in like five minutes, right? There's a lot of uh, lead up to this. There's, you know, radio boards and there's uh, trade publications and even local news that have covered this. And you know what the biggest thing people said is, why are they doing this on uh, this the boss station? I mean, yeah, I guess they cover parts of the city and parts of the area, but like they're not... Why isn't Z100 doing it? It's because the Z100 that we're all talking about and remembering and all of this, it's gone. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. Even the Z100 that Kid ran when I got to catch a little bit of it, I mean, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and today, they don't care. I mean, they're not, these big companies don't care about the history. They don't care about the, you know, we've gotten so many messages from people saying that Z100, the Z Morning Zoo, you know, all the people, it was like a living, breathing animal. And that, again, that's what I was trying to say to Nolan before is we're trying to the degree that we can to be that for the people that are still in love with radio. And they're still out there. And I think the people that run whatever Z100 is now, it does exist, but it's not Z100 anymore, you know. No. And Scott gave me a gift, and that's how I was able to identify and recognize you. First of all, anybody in my mind who's is geeky about um, <laughs> wanting to get into this, what's left of this business, but back then it actually was a fun place business. to work. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, for, 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 I don't know, um, between 83 to 92, 91 okay. Like the 80, well, 83 started, so number yeah. one in 84. Yeah. So from 84 to like that six or seven years was just an amazing, like, how did they, I was like, wait a minute. Scott and Ross, Susan Lee Taylor, Magic Matt, Jack the Whack, Kid Kelly? Ah, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> how, they're going to find out that I'm a fake. I better work really hard. <laughs> but, but what I picked up from Scott was, you know, he would 
find people who had this yeah. drive. The ability, too. Yeah, but also, like, uh, how uh, the, uh, the drive, the ability, but also, how do I say this? Um, they were normal as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a lot of not normal people in this. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know, if it's a, if it's a narcissist or, um, or, or, or egomaniac, it's a good day. If it's a narcissist <laughs> and an egomaniac and a psychopath. He's an uh, angry man, Ross. He's an angry man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to therapy for this, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Aren't we all? If, if, it's a, if, it's a psycho, if it's a psychopath, an egomaniac, or a narcissist, it's like, all right, I can deal with it. But some days you get the psychopath, the sociopath, yeah. the egomaniac, and a narcissist. It's like, you know what? I just got to go home and be like, get out of this. Yeah. There you go. So um, that goes back to what you were saying about the evil companies running stuff. Yeah. They just don't, they don't, get, don't get it. So Scott taught me how to find folks. So when I when you were, 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 were like literally a kid. Yeah, 14. I think, you know, 13, maybe. And I recognized me the way I'm sure Scott has recognized many people in him, you know, like he just like says, oh, this person really wants to do this and he wants to help. Sure. And I think I picked that up from Scott from that level. And I also think I picked up the crazy programming stuff because <laughs> from Scott as well, because I thought that was the norm. Yeah. You know, I thought that, you know, per- programmer of the century is probably not strong enough, like yeah. for what was done there okay. against all odds. 1984 Phil Collins movie reference. <laughs> um, um, uh, you know, um, against all odds, what you did, you know, when people were like, this thing's never going to work and it's in the swamps and, and, and you're coming from WABC, which was then owned by ABC, which yeah. meant something back then. Yeah. American Bronson now. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, but it was like... Now they sue like, governors of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, that was probably the biggest radio station in, on the, in the format at the time. Sure. And you were like so... You're like, oh, and you went and took this risk with your life, as Scott did, and you all went there, like, you know, and you weren't the traditional buttoned-up suits, no pun intended. Right. You know, it was not a suit experience. It was like the inmates were running the prison, and it was like, and I thought that was normal. Yeah. So that's probably why I got fired from 37 out of the 40 jobs <laughs> that I've had, wow. because I still try to maintain that. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna try our best to keep that alive as long as they let us here. I don't know how long this little party is gonna last here at this radio station, but we're having a hell of a lot of fun, and we thank you so much for listening. It is now nine thirty on the east coast of the USA, so I think we put our wraps on it. Thanks again to everybody for making this possible. Thank you to our seriously, he drives me crazy, but the guy that owns this place, Bob McAllen, still believes, <laughs> yeah, still believes in, in live local radio, still believes that people make the difference. So thank you, Press Communications, but, for being the company you are letting this happen. And kid, I'm gonna end on this note. You'll be mind if I have the last word? It is my show. It is your show. And Rochelle's. Well, here's the last thing I want to say is all of us are a bunch of nerds that would be in our bedrooms listening to radio and stuff. And Rochelle came into this business a little bit later in life after having had other careers and stuff. And she just is so good. And so immediately, I mean, because people say, oh, she's your wife, right? But it's, yeah, but she's also (laughs) great and and like fits in with all of these guys that have been around for, and women who've been around for a long time. So like, she's just, she's like one of the boys and just like knew how to do this because she's just got that somehow inside her. So I'm so glad Aww. that we get to do all this together, you know? And you're smooth, too. Super yeah. smooth. I think so, That's huh? a p- p- super yeah, smooth. Either that or she's a psychiatrist and she understands. Well, there's something like that. <laughs> a right, we psycho, can, a psychiatrist. Can you, uh, can you sure. do a... I got a 28-second talk up. Can you do it? Oh. Can you talk about something? Here, let's, uh, I don't know. Here we go. Here, look. On, I, look, I got a format sheet. I got a little something in my notes-wise. I got a 29-second intro. Let me know you're ready. Let me see if I have something in my notes here that would probably mean nothing to all the audience, but might make a few DJs get excited. Can you do it in 29 seconds? I think. All right, watch this. All right. Kid Kelly. Oh. 107.1 The Boss. Well, 
hello to you and you and you. It is me, your KID. I am the original Kid Galloway, your Brooklyn born. Homie, scroll me on the mic and the boss. Hey, thanks for listening, you. Hope you enjoyed the Zeus 40th anniversary reunion on the boss. Robbie and Rochelle. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. In the morning, 1071, the boss.